I'm Crystal. And I'm Sheena. And this is the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting Podcast. Conversations you won't find in Life's Handbook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting Podcast. I'm here with Crystal, and we we have both been a little bit sick. Crystal is still kind of getting over her head cold, so you know, bear with us <laughs> as we go through this episode. I sound like a a heavy smoker. <laughs> no, you just have like voice. a really deep, sultry like voice now. <laughs> this is episode 19, and we're going to be talking today a little bit about some of the origins behind Halloween, how we celebrate that in the U.S., but we're also going to talk about the history of that, and then we're going to touch on some of the traditions that we followed as kids and also what we follow as adults and just kind of let the conversation unfold as it does. Yes. I am so excited for this episode, and actually I'm excited for all the spooky episodes because they have just been so much fun, and this one is just us. So it's more personalized and yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited for this conversation. So Sheena, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of Halloween? So the history of Halloween actually has its roots in an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain. It's a pagan religious celebration. It welcomes the harvest at the end of summer. So this would be the last harvest before winter starts to set in. And this is when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts, which is pretty interesting. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1 as a time to honor the saints. And soon after, All Saints Day came to incorporate some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before All Saints Day was known as All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. Here is a look at the origins of some of the classical Halloween traditions that we know and love today. And this article that I'm pulling some of this information from comes from the Library of Congress. And uh, we will share that in the show notes just so that you can read through the whole thing if you'd like more information. So some of the things that they're talking about here begins with carving jack-o'-lanterns. And this originated in Ireland and it was using turnips instead of pumpkins. It's allegedly based on the legend about a man named Stingy Jack who repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. But when Jack died, he learned that heaven didn't want his soul either. So he was forced to wander the earth as a ghost for eternity. The devil gave Jack a burning lump of coal in a carved out turnip to light his path. Locals eventually began carving scary faces into their own turnips to frighten away evil spirits. Oh my god. Isn't gosh. that interesting? <laughs> That's wild. Okay, so seeing ghosts is another one that they talk about. The festival of Samhain marked the transition to the new year at the end of the harvest and beginning with the season of winter. Celtic people believe that during the festival, spirits would walk the earth. And a lot of times you'll hear people, especially people who practice this in the old traditional way, saying that around this time of year, the veil between worlds is very thin. Later on, Christian missionaries introduced All Souls Day on November 2nd, which perpetuated the idea of the living coming into contact with the dead around that same time of year. And you'll also see this show up in traditions like Dia de los Muertos, where we're honoring those who have come before us. And it happens at about the same time of year. 
The tradition of wearing scary costumes is in order to avoid being terrorized by the evil spirits that walk the earth during Samhain. The Celts donned disguises so that they would not be mistaken for spirits themselves and they would be left alone. Or so that they oh, would wow. be mistaken for, for spirits, so that the spirits would leave them alone, basically. <laughs> it's why everybody wore costumes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, so trick-or-treating, there is a lot of debate around the origins of this, but generally there are three different theories. The first one suggests that during Samhain, Celtic people would leave food out to appease the spirits that are traveling the earth at night. Over time, people began to dress as these unearthly beings in exchange for similar offerings of food and drink. Imagine being alive at that time, and you're putting out, like, snacks for these spirits, and all of a sudden this person dressed as a spirit comes and takes the snacks you put out. Oh my <laughs> that God. Would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. That's crazy. <laughs> so the second theory is speculating that the candy boon stems from the Scottish practice of guising, which is a secular version of souling. During the Middle Ages, generally children and poor adults would collect money and food from local homes in return for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day. Geysers dropped the prayers in favor of non-religious practices when the inclusion of songs, jokes, and other tricks became more prevalent. And the third theory will argue that modern America took trick-or-treating from belschnickling. And if you've seen The Office, you know all about belschnickle. <laughs> this is a German-American Christmas tradition where children dress in costume and call on their neighbors to see if the adults could guess the identity of those disguised. In one version of the practice, the children were rewarded with food, or other treats if no one could identify them. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. I've never heard yeah. of that before. Me either. It's kind of crazy. So the tradition of black and orange. The traditional Halloween colors of black and orange also trace back to the Celtic festival of Samhain. For the Celts, black represented the death of summer and orange symbolized the autumn harvest. So that's where those two colors come from. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Bobbing for apples has been a staple at most Halloween parties for a lot of years. Its origins are rooted in love and romance. Ooh. Right? Okay. <laughs> the game traces back to a courting ritual that was part of the Roman festival honoring Pomona, the goddess of agriculture and abundance. While multiple versions have existed, the gist was that young men and women would be able to predict their future relationship based on this game. When Romans conquered the British Isles in 43 AD, the Pomona festival blended with the similarly timed Samhain and a precursor to Halloween. Interesting. I think we should make that a customary thing for new relationships <laughs> to bob for apples. Yes, to predict the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> and it is true and fact. Yes. And, and we honor the apples. <laughs> yes. You're doomed if the apples say you're doomed. That's so funny. <laughs> you pick a rotten apple. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imagine. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Woof. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so bonfires are also part of this tradition, especially the Celtic version. Towering bonfires were used to light the way for souls who are seeking the afterlife. These days, lighting a candle generally replaces the large bonfire. But I say go with the bonfire. <laughs> I, like, I like the bonfire, but what came to my mind was lighthouses. Yeah. Lighthouses are Guide symbolic to, to bring in ships, but yeah. even like ghost ships. Yes. Right? So for sure, this makes sense, right? There's definitely mm. some kind of parallel there. And I almost wonder if it's tied to the goddess Bridget, which oh. is the goddess of the flame. That oh. she, like, is she somehow tied to that? I'm going to have to do some research. That would be interesting. Yeah. Also, like, they say, like, go to the light. So what if lost yeah. souls, they're looking for that light? Yeah. We'll find it in a bonfire. I know. It makes sense. It's kind it of makes interesting. Sense to me. Yeah. Bats are also one of the traditions that's tied to Halloween, and they were likely present at the earliest celebrations, not just symbolic, but literally. As a part of Samhain, Celts lit large bonfires, which we just talked about, and it would have attracted insects, which in turn would have attracted the bats. Soon, oh. spotting bats became connected with the festival, and medieval fol folklore expanded upon the eeriness of bats with a number of superstitions built around the belief that bats were harbingers of death. Wow. So it's interesting, like, you can see where they would have found, you know, those things connected to each other, right? Right. And the last one that I want to share is the act of trick-or-treating. So going door to door for a handout has long been a part of the Halloween revelry, but until mid 20th century, the treats that children received were not necessarily candy. There were a lot of things like fruits, nuts, coins, toys, all of these things were also likely given out. Trick-or-treating rose in popularity in the 1950s and it inspired candy companies to market small individually wrapped candies before People began to favor the confections out of convenience, but candy did not dominate at the exclusion of other treats until the 1970s when parents started fearing anything that was not sealed in a wrapper. Isn't that interesting? So, so as you were reading that, you, I, you were like, here's the origins, and I immediately thought, like, healthy snacks. And then you said candy companies major eye roll right <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah but it's true like if someone gives you an apple also sorry i'm eating a cough drop so i sound weird if someone gives you an apple or celeries and peanut butter you're gonna chuck it because it's not candy, candy. and sugar and chocolate <laughs> yeah exactly i mean like what kid isn't gonna want to eat the can the candy right but i also do remember when i was pretty little this, I mean, this kind of rolls into the next part of this that we wanted to talk about some of the old traditions from when we were kids. And my traditions are slightly different because I am a little bit older than you. But I do remember, and like anybody who's listened to the podcast before, you'll be familiar that I am from a very small town. We've covered that in numerous episodes. And if you haven't listened to them, I would suggest going back and listening to some of the other stories, especially where we do like our intro and we talk about um, our lives growing up because there's a lot of good information in there for for context for this. Um, 
but I live in a super, super small town. I live in the town that I grew up in and it's pretty remote. Um, even now, I think we have less than 5,000 people. We only have one stoplight, like it's a pretty small place. And um, when I was a kid, there was a lady who lived across the street from my great grandma and her name was Lola. And she made puffed rice balls for all of us every year for Halloween. And that was hands down my favorite treat. I remember when Lola moved out of her house into a nursing home and we didn't get those anymore. And I was devastated because I didn't have my favorite treat. And then it was like, it's just candy. Like it wasn't exciting to me anymore. <laughs> it was all oh. just like garbage, you know, <laughs> which is so weird. Like, I guess I'm just the weirdest old soul ever because even as a kid, I was like, I don't want just candy. I love these homemade treats. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. So what were they made of? What were the ingredients do you think? So it's a lot like a rice crispy treat. If you've never had one, it's, it's kind of like gooey, like marshmallowy, but mm -hmm. they use puffed rice instead of rice krispies. And then you just kind of form it into a ball. So it's like this stringy, sticky, marshmallowy goodness. It's so good. And I love them. They're a little bit bland, but it's almost nice that there's not so much sugar in it. Right. They're so tasty. I love them. Even now, like sometimes we have a little soda shack and sometimes they have them there. And I geek out every time. I'm so excited when they have those because they're also gluten free. And um, as an adult, I've learned that I can't eat gluten. So that's something I also have to look for. So, yeah, that was my favorite treat. The other weird one that I remember, um, we would get these comically large wax lips. Yes, <laughs> they were I remember. Massive. The most disgusting thing I have ever eaten in my life was trying to chew that up into gum and it would like stick to your teeth. It was so gross. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to eat that though. No, you're supposed to. Like they turn into oh, gum. Yeah. Really? Yes. I did it one time. I made it far enough to make gum out of it one time. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so gross. But they were fun because they were massive, like way right. bigger than the rest of my face. So, yeah. <laughs> they were the same as those little soda bottles you would get. They were waxy yep. and they had like the goo on the inside. Yeah. yeah. And you have to like bite <laughs> off the top of it. Oh, so gross. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So what are your favorites from what you remember? Wait, sorry, you cut out favorite treats or favorite memories? Favorite treats. Favorite treats? I want to say like Three Musketeers or mm -hmm. Snickers, Reese's, M&M's, big sucker for M&M's. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really remember anything other than that. And then also, and I think we talked about this in a previous episode, the one with Kim, I was of the age where parents started to get really paranoid about Halloween candy because yeah. I don't know where this was, but there was a story about how this dad like poisoned his child by injecting like poison into the kid's Halloween candy. It was like a really big story back in like oh, sad. 2000s, maybe 2010s. I don't really remember not a credible source. I don't remember where I heard that, but it was a big story back when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So they were like checking 
uh, Halloween candy and if anything was open to like throw it away. And I, yeah. I think that goes to household like baked goods too, like very weary. Like yeah. there was a lot of paranoia, paranoia. And again, I'm from the Bay Area. So I don't know, maybe it was just where I lived, uh, big city, suburbia, stuff like that. But today as an adult, I love dark chocolate. I love popcorn. I notice a lot of like candies actually upset my stomach these mm. days. Uh, Kit Kat bars, can't eat those. And I also wonder if it's a gluten thing. It um, be. It's got the crispy. Yeah. So those upset my stomach. Right. And Reese's peanut butter cups. Like I used to love oh those. Now I eat them and I'm like, this. The te- I think it's the texture of the peanut butter because really? it's not like real peanut butter. It's like mm-hmm. chalky. It like yeah. grosses me out. I don't know. Have you ever tried to make your own? I have not, but that's how you amazing. can totally make your own and mm-hmm. they're super easy. I will find the recipe and share it in our show notes. I've made them before and they're so good, but they're really rich. So when you eat them, like it's easy to make yourself sick eating them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're really man. good, and you use like actual peanut butter to make them. So imagine the peanut butter encased in like dark chocolate. Oh yes. Oh, what a dream! So as an adult, I absolutely love the dark chocolate thins. They're so yeah. good. The Reese's thins. Mm-hmm. I also am with you. Like the texture of that peanut butter is a little weird, but those dark chocolate ones, like there's not that much of it. And they're super yeah. good. <laughs> I noticed like, because I love dark chocolate. When I eat chocolate, milk chocolate's almost too sweet for me. It actually like burns my throat. I noticed just like dark chocolate candy now is just so much better than milk chocolate. Like, I don't know what it is, but it just dark chocolate, anything just tastes so much better. And it's actually in moderation, dark chocolate's good for you. Yeah. Kinda like drinking wine in moderation is okay for you, you know? Everything has benefits in moderation, but dark chocolate, ooh, so good. Yes. <laughs> I could go on and on. So what are some of your favorite memories from your childhood about Halloween? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I have I have a lot of memories. I, I mean, and we'll go into it, like Halloween costumes and things like that. But one memory that was unlocked before we hit record that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to write this down. So (laughs) I was young, like young, like elementary school. Mm -hmm. And I went to my friend's house and her, she, it was her and her older sister. And I don't know if we were watching something scary, but I remember they had this like spooky CD Halloween soundtrack. Halloween music has always freaked me out. And I grew up watching like Unsolved Mysteries. And if you've seen Unsolved Mysteries, you know that theme song. Yes, for sure. (laughs) It'll never leave your brain. Yeah. And it always freaked me out. And so we're listening to this CD because it was Halloween. So there's trick-or-treaters coming to the house. We had probably just gone trick-or-treating for all I know. And I'm crying like a baby i am so scared of this creepy music and i think it's because like you're not seeing anything so it's like suspenseful but like what are you you know because when you watch a scary movie yeah right when you watch a scary movie you can like visually see things but when it's just the music it's so freaky and i think that's what it was that freaked me out so i have a vivid memory like sitting on 
my friend's sister's lap and she's like cradling me and I'm like six, seven, eight uh -huh. maybe. And I am just terrified. Like I'm so scared. I just wanted to like go home. Like it was so bad. So yeah, mm. creepy music is not my favorite. I don't know if this is like Halloween related, but one of my first scary movies I ever saw was Scream. Yes. The original yeah. number one. And my mom, I remember laying in her bed and I was little, little. So it came out in 1996. Okay. And I was just a wee little lad. Yeah. And you were my mom thought it was a comedy. <gasps> so okay. we're laying in bed watching this movie. And my mom realizes, oh no, this is not, this is not a comedy. <laughs> and she changes the channel. And then I keep changing it back because I want to see this movie. Because you want to know what happens. And I'm, a, I'm a, like a little kid. But that kind of started. And I, that movie traumatized me. Scream mask guy was chasing me around the play yard at recess. Mm. I would run for my life and my dreams for years. Wow. Years. Like it was bad. And, um, but that also like kind of started my love for scary movies as I got older. Like I would watch Saw, I would watch Hostel. I can't handle those movies anymore. But I was like really big into horror films. So, yeah, yeah those are some of my earliest memories. How about you? My earliest ones were mostly with my sister's grandma. She, She's an incredible seamstress. Like, she could sew anything. In fact, the blanket that I have on my bed, she made for me. Um, it's like this huge, beautiful quilt, all these tiny pieces. Like, she makes the most beautiful things. And oh, she always made our Halloween costumes when we were little. So, I have awesome. some photos. I'll have to see. I'm going to visit my mom. And I'll have to see if I can get some pictures of these old photos so we can post them and share oh, with everybody. Idea. So. If you're finding us through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure that you go to the blog so that you can see the images of those pictures because they're hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. So this would have been like late 80s. And there's one where she made us, me and my younger sister that's just a little bit younger than me, we were both rabbits. So we had these pink bunny costumes, like Christmas story type of costume. <laughs> they were great. We were M&Ms. I was a red M&M and my sister was a yellow one. And we just had poster board and we drew like an M on it. And then I wore all red sweatsuit and like Aww. wore that underneath. So we were M&Ms. Um, we were pirates. We were all kinds of things. And then when my mom got remarried, I was about nine, I think, nine or 10. And I was like, I don't want to do like cute Halloween costumes anymore. So I had like one more year where I did a cute costume and I was a scarecrow. And I think that was one of my favorite ones because it was so easy. It was just overalls and like a flannel and flannel was such a big deal. Then it was like the early nineties. Everybody had flannel. Yeah. Um, and then I just painted, my mom drew like big circles and you know, the, the cute scarecrow face. And then after that, I always wanted to be something creepy and I couldn't quite nail it right like I would try to be like a vampire or whatever like it was always something so stupid <laughs> and I look back at those pictures like what was I thinking why did I want to be creepy <laughs> it's not my brand like at all I don't do scary movies I didn't like them when I was younger I watched Scream at 
my friend's house. We had a sleepover and we watched it and I couldn't even watch the whole movie. Like it scared me too bad. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember, and you'll have to tell me if you remember these too. There were these books that I got at the book fair, the scary stories to tell in the dark. Do you remember yep. those? I yep. used to scare the shit out of myself reading those stories. And I'd be like, I can't read it anymore. And like throw it in the back of my closet <laughs> and then just be like, no more, no more. And then like months later, I'd find it and I'd be like, I don't want to ever read this again. And like, I literally threw them all away because they scared me so bad. <laughs> oh my God. It was the art. Like the art was so freaking creepy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that and like Goosebumps too. The Goosebumps oh my God. books yes. would freak me out. And then they came out with the TV show. Yes. I mean, the one with the marionette puppet. Get out of I here. I never watched no. the show, but I had the entire collection of the books. I yeah. absolutely loved those books. And when I got a little bit older, I got really big into Stephen King for a minute. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that was too scary for me. I read the Tommy Knockers and I was like, never again. I can't read Stephen. He's way too scary. Like he freaks himself out, you know, like I can't, I can't do it. It's way too scary for me. So speaking of Stephen King, uh, last year, well, the year before I read Bag of Bones because I, well, let me, let me give context. So every season I like to pick books based on the season or around the season. So for fall, it's like one spooky book and then the rest are just like fall aesthetic or whatever. Right. So two years ago, I read Bag of Bones and that was a very slow book, but it was really mm. creepy. And then last year I read The Shining Ooh. and the book in the movie it was worth it because just to see the comparisons because they're both different. Yeah. So and I, I enjoyed that. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to read for this spooky season. By the time this episode goes out, maybe I would have picked one, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I read. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's been a goal of mine to read like one book of his every year. Oh yeah. He's a really good writer. He'll write something. And if it doesn't scare him, he'll start over. Really? I was like, oh, that's like next level, man. Like, and, and honestly, like reading the Tommyknockers, I was already afraid of aliens when I was a kid. So I read this book about freaking aliens. I was a high schooler when I read it and it was absolutely terrifying. Apparently I'm like a glutton for punishment because I kept reading his books. <laughs> I read oh like three God. other ones and I was like, no more. No more. Like it's way too much. And I, I, I've taught this conversation with my husband a couple of times where I've told him I'm really, really good at convincing myself that something is real. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he was like, it kind of is a devil's advocate thing with him. And I appreciate that so much to have like alternate perspective, because if I'm talking about something, he knows this about me and he'll be like, okay, just playing devil's advocate is this real or is this something that you've convinced yourself is real? And so I'm like, mm, and I have to sit with that. But a lot of times like it's validated by the experience of another person in the scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's where I'm like, I can't deny that. Like I can't convince myself out of it. So it must have something to it. Maybe not like a hundred percent what my experience is. Cause I realize like my experience is different than everybody's. 
and everybody's experience isn't going to be the same, but there are times where there's so much that is correlated on both sides of that experience that I'm like, I can't deny that something happened here. Right. So yeah. anyway, long way of saying that I'm grateful to have somebody who will be like, wait a minute. <laughs> So yeah. Well, helpful. and and that's the reason why I am very particular about what I take in. And I have a particular kind of horror or spooky or anything that I take in because I will convince myself it's real or it can happen yeah. to me. And I place myself in and and I think it just goes back to being empathic because it's like sure. I place myself in their shoes yeah. and feel what they feel and the horror and like oh my gosh, what if that happens to me that I have to be yeah. very careful? It's a little different with books for me, but visually, like in a movie or a TV show, I just, sure. I can't do it. You need to lose yourself, I think, for sure. I am also very picky. I will sometimes, if I'm in the right mood, I can watch something that's like a thriller kind of movie. I am okay sometimes with like mind tricks, right? Like, okay lady in the water have you ever seen that i don't think it's so. it's an m night Shyamalan movie and i was really impressed by it i oh. it got a lot of shit reviews <laughs> but i was like oh this is fascinating like it was very like always twists and turns and like anyway it has paul giamatti in it um it's a really really good show i like it a lot but that's more my pace, like where it keeps you guessing and it's a mystery, but it's not necessarily a scary show, right? Yeah, like suspenseful thriller, but not like horror, gore, guts, like no yeah, thing. I can't hard pass, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a hard time like watching Game of Thrones just because there's so much oh, of yeah. No yeah. thing. Yeah. So I that's just not my vibe, but I'm definitely not like I'm not gonna yuck somebody else's yum. Like if you yeah. really love horror movies, I'm so happy for you. More power <laughs> to you. You can sit through them. Yeah. yeah, I just I can't. It's too scary. Like I couldn't even watch The Village. Have you ever seen that one? Yes, I, I actually even love watched that, movie. that. Oh my god, I was like under the blanket the whole time, like hiding. I was like, I can't, I no, can't okay. do it. Like too much suspense for me. But I saw it in theaters. Did you really? Oh yeah. my god, like how? Yeah, that's so scary. It scared me so bad. <laughs> well, and then I have like this whole like fear of aliens thing, right? No, not so much yeah. anymore. Yeah. But like, signs couldn't watch signs. Okay, I want to rewatch that because I saw it when it like first came out, and I know it was creepy, but yeah. I, I can't remember what happened and why it's so creepy. So I think I need to have a rewatch. So I really love the way that one ended. Uh -huh. It was so cool the way it ended, but uh, aliens are not my thing. And too much of that, like, there's just not enough plausible deniability for me like mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable in that space and it's funny that we're having this conversation because my husband and I have this conversation often because we have such a long drive when we go to work yeah. so when we're in the car like today we were at the office and we were on our way home and he's like he sent me a message before we left the office and he's like I want to talk about cryptids and Bigfoot today and I was like oh god <laughs> what am I in for I was like are you listening to the Bigfoot podcast again? And he was like, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, we talk a lot about all that stuff and I'm okay 
with it as long as there is a certain level of plausible deniability that I can be like, okay, but also like this is way like Mothman. I was obsessed with Mothman when I was in high school. I thought it was the coolest story, the movie, like I watched it, I was fine with it. But now I'm like, wait a minute that's a little too creepy for me as an adult, which is funny that it's the opposite, right? <laughs> Mothman is freaking scary. So I used to it watch is. this show called, um, oh, what was it called? It, it, it was one of those shows where it's like, is, do you think this is true or do you think this is made up? And it was on like Fox Family back in the day. I'll have to look up and see what it was called. But okay. There was a thing about Mothman, and yeah. it was live interviews of people who had seen him. And I was like, "No, no, thank you. Ew, that is so yeah. creepy. It is so creepy." But like, my kids both are real into that stuff, and I'm like, "I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. It's creepy." I remember there's been a couple of shows where they've done stuff like that, like. One of them was Destination Truth. Did you ever watch that with Josh Gates? He's like an yes. anthropologist. Yeah. Yes. That show was amazing. I really liked it. Sad that they only had like, a, I think it had like two seasons or maybe three. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've watched it. But then he also was on a show called Fact or Faked. And they were doing what you were talking about. Like they're analyzing. Mm-hmm. I've seen that show. They're analyzing, yeah. you know, whether the video is fake or if it's real and stuff like that. And some of those were even too scary for me that I was like, nope, I'm out. I'll put my headphones yeah. in and read a book. Like, I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I loved that show. So I'm doing a quick mm -hmm. Google search. Real Scary Stories was one yeah. of the TV shows. I remember from... that one. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God. These are yeah. creepy. Um, there's one called Ghost Stories. Oh, but there was one that I remember the intro, the voice of the person like mm -hmm. creeped me out so bad. Like it was one of really? those creepy female voices. Oh, bleh. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. But yeah, I love that show. Also, um, I mean, we could go on and on. Like, Are You Afraid yeah. of the Dark was one of my favorites. Still that into that one. That intro music. Still get you. <laughs> My um, absolute favorite was always stuff that was paranormal. And there was a show on MTV that was called Fear. And it was absolutely terrifying. What? Yes. Like they would put a full body harness with like the shoulder cam, right? That like would record their faces. And they would like go to these haunted places and they would have tasks that they would have to complete in these places. Google it. It is the craziest show I've ever seen. Okay. I was obsessed. Let's see. What year? This it would have been 2000 or 2002. Yep. That's about the right time. I probably watched this one. I don't recall it, but I do remember I did it might have been this one where mm -hmm. yeah where they had the full like a gopro like staring at their face yeah yep and you would see the reaction <laughs> and they had to go to separate yeah. rooms oh my yes. gosh oh my gosh i've been watching this all the time me too my dad like at one point i had i don't even remember what i did i think I had like not turned in my homework or something and got grounded and he grounded me from watching MTV because that was my favorite show. 
Oh my gosh. Right? Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> I loved that show and I would scare myself so bad watching it. But I also really loved there was a show, Paranormal State with Chip Coffee. Yeah. Do you remember yep. that show? I would watch that show religiously. <laughs> yeah. Same. So like that stuff doesn't scare me. Like I can deal with yeah. like ghosts and shit. Like that's not a big deal. But like yeah. horror movies, I can't do. Mm -mm, I can't either. Even yeah. like even possession movies freak me out. Um, yeah. There's one that came out recently. I don't even know what it was called. It's not even worth mentioning. But I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, this is just too much. This is just, yeah. you know. And I, I love the Insidious movies. I, I've never seen them. You would like it. It is creepy. It is spooky. It is scary, but not in like a horror movie. Because... When you watch the first two, and they were only going to make one. They had no plans to make any sequels at all. Really? And the way they do the second one to integrate it in with the first movie, movie magic, movie gold, okay. the best. We should have a marathon and watch it because it is. Okay. I, I watch it every Halloween. I love those <laughs> movies. They're so creepy, but so good. Love yeah. It. I'm like Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic. <laughs> those are my two favorite halloween shows <laughs> those are the ones that i watch hocus pocus and practical magic i don't I mean, want any others <laughs> that's valid i mean i yeah. have on my list halloween town casper oh yes casper's great i mm -hmm. love that movie mm -hmm. oh yeah and then tv shows uh i watch ghost adventures which i'm really trying not to watch so much because I really don't like the host. That's just personal preference. Mm -hmm. But if there's nothing on, I'll turn it on. Okay. And it's ghosties. So you know I like to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um Destination Fear is my favorite paranormal TV show. Unfortunately I've never was, seen that. Oh it's so good. So so good. Okay. But it's been canceled. So now if you go on YouTube, they have Project Fear and they're continuing the series through YouTube. Oh, which cool. is great. Okay. Um, I used to watch America's Most Haunted Places mm. on like Travel Channel. Yes. Oh, so That's good. good one. And then I have to mention the Elvira movies because I didn't get into those later, like when I was an adult, but they are so good. I have them on DVD. I watch them every year. <laughs> That's awesome. I really, we used to watch Ghost Hunters. <laughs> yep. Same. All the time all the time and loved those shows. I loved it because they would like try to debunk things, but then yes. toward like the end of when we stopped watching it, there was some stuff that they were doing that I was like, that's clearly staged. And then I was so frustrated by it. Really? Yeah. Like, can you think of an example? There was one and I can't remember what city they were in, but they were at a penitentiary mm -hmm. and there was something in the guy's jacket and i remember that the other guy like patted him on the back and the device went off and it like pulled his collar in a weird way so it would have had to have been staged to say like oh look something's happened oh. um and that was super frustrating to me because then i was like how much of this other stuff has been bs right yeah. And I was so into it. So it was really disappointing. I know that I think that they're still on, but the main guy is not there anymore. And I don't know yeah. if there was like a falling out after that or what happened because I stopped watching it because I was so frustrated by that.
no that's totally fair i i when there's shows like that like that's kind of how i am with ghost adventures right now i'm no. like i'm just kind of I, I don't can't, i can't handle that guy either yeah i'm like i just don't like the yelling i don't like the mm. just he's not very nice to his people and yeah. but maybe that's just how he is like i don't know but no with ghost hunters i think he just one of the hosts like wanted a break uh -huh. And then he ended up like having his own TV show with a separate crew after. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then they have done, I think they've done like collabs where they've gotten together. But yeah, I'm not really sure if there was anything behind the scenes that happened. But yeah, Ghost Hunters or I forgot what the other title is called, but it's still on and they have new episodes and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I do really love those kind of shows. I miss watching the the Paranormal State show because Chip was my favorite part of that. He's hilarious. Oh, you would love Kindred Spirits. Mm. He is on that show. I think you told me about that at one point. Mm -hmm. and I that don't think I've one. ever watched it. So I really love that show. I love it oh, just as much as I love Project Fear, Destination Fear, because how they go into investigations is with so much respect for the mm -hmm. spirits and I they huh i said i love that oh i thought you said oh crap no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> nothing like, else is going wrong it's I fine like, i can't see anything i can't <laughs> help I you know what's going on over there <laughs> are you okay <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh i'm like if you're getting murdered i can't i can't see you <laughs> so yeah they go in with so much respect and like uh they i love shows like especially reality tv shows that put together a story yeah that have like a beginning and an ending so sometimes they'll go in well not sometimes all the time they go into these houses or hotels or whatever it is and they mm. interview the spirits and they try to see who it is and then they talk to the owners or the renters or whatever whoever's having the problem and get down to it and then they go into like the history and the genealogy mm. and then they ask the spirits to try to just get information yeah and sometimes they'll find out why the spirit is stuck there or if it's coming from a different property if it's a like a portal or a conduit or whatever like it's just so cool so that's a really good show i recommend and then a show that's not on anymore that i absolutely love is with my favorite psychic medium kim russo i have a yes. book i watch all of her shows she is amazing because she's another one who goes in and has a story and it, and, and not a story as in like oh it's staged oh it's fake she just goes yeah. in and is able to communicate with the spirits and get an answer and sometimes they even help spirits like cross over if that's what the spirit wants to do or that's they set awesome. boundaries and it's just i love things like that i absolutely love it i love it when they're wholesome right you're back i can see you oh yay i'm here <laughs> you're alive i wasn't like picking my nose or something <laughs> Yeah, I love stuff like that where it's wholesome, like where it has a good ending, you know, it's not all about like the scary stuff. My favorite ones are the ones that have like a really solid ending. There's a couple of like investigator groups, I guess, that are local to Utah that have gone around and 
done a couple investigations and I've watched their YouTube videos and those are really good too. Like they do a really good job. They're kind of impressive. Oh, wow. We'll and those link are, them. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. find out who they are and, and link them in our show notes. I really love stuff like that though. And it's funny that like that part's okay, but all the other scary stuff, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, so just funny. more like more of my Irish heritage, you know, coming through that like I'm okay with spooky spirits, but I don't want anything to do with like creepy aliens and like cryptids and <laughs> other stuff. Well, and I feel like with, you know, spirits and again, it depends on what you believe, but I feel like it's not a bad thing. I feel like yeah. there's good intentions there. And with aliens, you know, we've been kind of ingrained, like aliens are taking over the world. They're going to control your mind and blah, blah, blah. Like it's just yeah. very negative and cryptids are just going to eat you alive and then you're gone. So, right. you know, it's like danger. So I feel like it makes sense to be weary and like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get yeah. down that rabbit hole, right? Yeah. Until recently, I've been like lately, I've been like, okay, maybe aliens aren't the worst thing in the world, but also our world is on fire. So, yeah. <laughs> like mm, at this point, if an alien came, I'd be like, it's about goddamn time. Like, come <laughs> get this shit straight. Somebody's right. got to it. <laughs> alien for president. <laughs> alien, alien for president. I saw a thing the other day that said, I think the U.S. needs to be single for a couple years and sort its shit out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I was like, accurate. Like, we, I mean, that's valid. So badly. <laughs> just need like to control all, delete the whole system. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's funny. Um, um, okay. Right? So you, what? Undo. Undo. <laughs> delete. Yeah. <laughs> trash can, empty trash can. Yeah. yeah. All the things. Uh, to go back a little bit, you mentioned some Halloween costumes. So some that came to my mind is I remember in kindergarten, also with Kimberly, who was on the podcast, we both dressed up as Dorothy from Wizard oh, of Oz. How cute. Yep. Uh, one year I dressed up as Zorro. I was obsessed with Zorro. Love that. Obsessed. I would do the Z, you know, with my little sword. Yeah. 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 One year I dressed up as a witch. One year I was Avril Lavigne. Uh, oh, I was, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was. I had the little. I need to see that. I have pictures somewhere. I'll show you. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love and it. And then uh, I was a, a like a bride when I was like six or seven. Mm -hmm. And I have a picture of my dad like crying, like fake crying, ready oh, to hand me off. Cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then one year. I dressed up as a cat and oh. I almost caught on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is not the story I expected, but the story I needed. <laughs> I lived to tell the tale as we can all hear. So I think this was like a donated costume. I just remember it was like a one piece. Maybe it was like a tank top and I wore like a black um, long sleeve under it or something. And then like the mm -hmm. skirt poofed out and it had that like I don't know what the feather like the feather material around the edges of the like the a skirt. boa yeah like a boa it was okay. that around like sewed onto the edge of the skirt sure. and I was it was one of those you could kind of like twirl and be fancy okay and I it had cute tights leggings on I looked adorable mm -hmm. and 
I must have been twirling in front of my mom in the living room over a candle. Oh, no. And your girl's dress caught on fire. Oh, my gosh. That's I, wild. I took that thing off so fast. I bet. And I and I think my mom, like, must have stepped on it or something. And it didn't, like, go up in flames. But, right, right. Like, one of the feather things, like, started to. But that's enough to, like, scare the crap out of you as a kid. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was sizzling. Like, it was a. It I was think spicy. there was, like, a full-blown flame. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> I just that thing off running around the house oh my gosh and that was so the funny. end of the cat costume <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i always have been a huge fan of halloween my husband is not the type to like dress up really um, no but i live for halloween it's my favorite and i i don't know that there are very many years that I have not worn a costume, even as an adult. Okay. It is my favorite holiday. I, I look forward to it all year. And I already have decorations ready to go as soon as it's September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I will be out there putting up all the cobwebs. We have like a fog machine for the porch. We have like a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, And I love Halloween. And I, I love handing out candy. Oh, I love those little kids who come to the front door and like their cute little costumes and how excited they are. I just I love that so much. And I now I have like a go to costume. I'm a witch every year. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm a witch. Of course. <laughs> um, I'll have to find a picture of the costume from last year and then I can share it. But yeah, it's I just love it. I love the opportunity to to be unusual and i will take that opportunity every time it comes <laughs> well your your extrovert is showing for oh, sure for sure yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> i have anxiety just answering the door just like about that <laughs> that's but... probably the difference between like me and my husband is that he's also an introvert <laughs> and i'm like no like all the kids can come to my house and i'll make you homemade treats and like oh. all the best things i love these well we and we have a small town like i know yeah. most of the kids right and yeah. i know their families and stuff and i just I just live for it. It's my favorite. <laughs> well, and I think having just that energy, like having, like you're excited to see them and you probably yeah. have really good treats you hand out. So like they know you and feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. So that's good. I hope so. I hope I'm not like the weird lady that they're like, we can't go back to that house. <laughs> you're like, I love the children. Would yeah. you like to come in and play? <laughs> That's oh, like the whole new level of Cancel and Gretel. <laughs> I'm not that witch. <laughs> your fingers through the grates in the cage. Let me see if you're fat enough yet. <laughs> God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's like the worst. <laughs> no, um, they actually do like a trunk or tree in our town. So yeah. everybody goes to Main Street and they park their cars and the kids do like this big tour where they all get dressed up and they walk up and down Main Street. And I think in a lot of ways, like it, it makes me a little bit sad because I do miss 
the kids actually coming to my house because I have all my decorations here. Like this place looks cool in this yeah. in Halloween. But I also understand like number one, the safety aspect, right? Yeah. Main Street's well lit. Everybody's out in public. Like the safety aspect is so huge there. But also like I remember being a kid and walking so far and like we just took a pillowcase, right? Mm -hmm, like we yeah. took a pillowcase and it would be pretty freaking full by the time we got home, but we would be gone for hours, right. like walking all over town, collecting candy. And like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but like this, having this trunk or treat is so much more efficient. I can't even be mad about it, you know? No, I think that's that's very true. I went to my first trunk or treat when I actually moved here. Yeah. And it was in my old neighborhood. And that was so much fun to see. It was very cool. Uh, people decorated their cars and kids got to walk around. And then another memory that's unlocked is in my old neighborhood back home, people would have haunted houses. Like they would deck out their garage and like yes. it would be a full blown haunted house you could walk through. I never did any of those because that is not my jam. Me but either. I still think that's so cool that people go all out to, yeah. you know, just I, I think it's so cool. There's a bunch of places here in Utah that do that. So mm -hmm. if you're if you're listening and you're in Utah County or Salt Lake County, there are a lot of places where people have those things set up and they're in yeah. their yards. There's one particular that is in, I believe it's in Pleasant Grove and it is one of the best ones. Like they have the best reviews and really? people talk about it all the time, like that it's so good, but I am not a haunted house person. No, I couldn't even do it. Like all of my friends from high school, all of my friends from cheer were all going to the same like corn maze haunted house thing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't convince myself to step over the threshold. I just yeah. couldn't do it. I was like, I'll wait for you guys here on this hay bale <laughs> and eat my cotton candy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're good. Go have fun. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you. Haunted houses are not my thing. And mm -hmm. I mean, even when I moved here too, there is a lot of like business haunted houses. Yeah. Like, uh, one of them, I think it's called Fear Factory, the Ghost yeah. Adventures, and I'm sure other paranormal investigative groups like investigated it and it's legitimately haunted. Yeah. Like it's wild. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are pretty legitimately scary that I'm yeah. just like, yeah, no thanks. I'm good. No, no <laughs> not my thing. Yeah. I remember uh, me, Kimberly, my, my grandma, her mom, we came, uh, we went and we thought it was a spooky ride that you ride in the car and it right. turned out to be a haunted house. What? <laughs> it was a walk through haunted house and we oh, were no. <laughs> And some guy was chasing awful. us with a chainsaw and oh it was horrible. Gosh. And I was like, I survived. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there was one I remember, I think it was probably my junior year in high school it was like right before i met my husband that they did one the high school like the drama club did a haunted oh. house and it yeah. was it was pretty good but everybody was like we have to go and support these kids and i had a ton of friends who were because i was one of those kids like i was a drama kid and i absolutely loved like being a part of that group 
And so I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go like support my friends, even though it's something I hate. And I went through it and I was like, I seriously almost peed my pants. <laughs> like it scared me so bad, but they did such a good job with it. It was amazing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool, but I would never go back to one because at that time I was like, no, I'm going to support my friend. It's going to be fine. And I just like was yeah. like refusing to get scared about it because I was like, my friends are here, right? <laughs> Which is so dumb. Like, why couldn't I have that conversation with myself before that and like convince myself to go in because my friends were with me? But yeah, it was different when it was my friends who were doing the haunted house. Right. No, that yeah. makes sense. But yeah. they did a good job. It was really cool. It was very scary, but yeah, and the masks and I just I don't like it when people hide who they are. That I think that yeah. idea freaks me out. Yeah, I'm not a fan of creepy Halloween. I like cute Halloween. Mhm. Mm I like yeah, little cartoon ghosties and yeah, I yeah. like all that too. Fun stuff. <laughs> what smell do you associate with Halloween? Oh man. Um, so this is a tricky question because there's a couple of them. Firstly, I really love in small doses, the smell of caramel and the smell of caramel always reminds me of Halloween partially because my mother-in-law, that was her favorite candy was caramel. And so we would buy her like that big bag, you know, that you would yeah. make caramel apples with uh -huh. and she would eat those. And I just, anytime I smell it, that reminds me of mm. Halloween. I also really love the smell of green apple. Uh -huh. So again, Halloween smell. I don't know. I think there's this, there's the smell in the air. Yeah. There's like a smell that the air gets when it's mm. fall. Right. And, it, and it's not like any other time of year. And I don't know if it's just this is like the science side of my brain. That's like, are there different terpenes in fall that are active like in the forest? Right. But I don't know what it is. I just know that there's a smell yeah. when it's fall. And for whatever reason, like that activates something in my DNA that just makes me a different person. <laughs> Weird. Um, it also happens to my husband. He is a completely different human as soon as September hits. Right. But he is an outdoors person. And so he is like outdoors from the beginning of September until the end of like January. Right. And I always have the conversation with people where I'm like, I promise he's real. <laughs> <laughs> he's just never here. He's always gone. Yeah. He loves to be outdoors. And there's a lot of things to do throughout the fall and winter months that he really loves. So, you know, there's he just he just becomes a different person but because we met each other and dated each other and like kind of i always look at it this way that like i fell in love with him for the first time in the fall Aww. and so every year when that happens it's like i get to fall in love with him all over again and it's my favorite thing <laughs> so it's so happy but <laughs> they're crying <laughs> but that's it's that's kind of what it does you know that smell and you know he he's just a different person it's his favorite so yeah, i love that i love all those things well, and happiness is contagious too. So when yeah. you see your partner happy, you, yeah. you're like, I love this for yes. everyone involved. Yes, exactly. I yeah. love it because you can see it like now that I know and I've been paying attention to it for so long, like we've been together for a long time. But now that I've been like watching it for so many years, every time it starts to get close, I'm like, oh, today's the day. 
and he'll start to like get a little giddy about being outdoors and i'm like this is the cutest thing i've ever seen <laughs> it's so stupid but yeah i love oh. that that's so those are my favorite smells i really love the smell of apples the smell of caramel caramel apples like mm -hmm. yes but i really like the smell of the forest in the fall yeah, yeah. what are yours i love that um so i would always get scented candles yes bath and body works of course i cannot do that anymore because mm -hmm. they are very strong and give me massive headaches oh sad I gotta love you know fake fragrance <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> But I would always just get those like sweet smelling ones that mm. smell like marshmallow or oh, pumpkin yeah. or, you know, all those like yeah. traditional fall. The super like sweet snacks mm -hmm. and like pumpkin pie or mine always like the ones that have the amber smell. Yeah. Anything with the amber smell. I'm like, yes, give it to me. I love those. They're my favorite. So yeah. I have I have the Pura diffuser in my house. It's fine. It is the greatest thing I've ever purchased. I absolutely love it. I will definitely link them in the show notes. You guys can grab one if you want to. If you buy two smells, you get your diffuser for free. Oh, the cool. app is great. It lets you know when you're low and they have a subscription service, which is amazing. And the new smell that I got because they are partnered with Disney is Jack the Pumpkin King. And it is the best smell I've ever smelled in my life. What does it, it smell like? so good. It's like pumpkin pie but like harvest spice okay it's not too strong mm -hmm. it smells amazing and i was like i want the smell all the time it smells oh, so yeah. good oh, it's awesome God. yeah it's i love amazing. it it's like it's it's like cheating because i'm always picking like every month i get new smells <laughs> yeah so like, what do i feel like this month so <laughs> i got like the end of summer i got pear that smelled okay. amazing first part of summer i got like pina colada smells and that was incredible Favorite. um through winter i had there was one that had like holly and like frozen pine or something oh mm -hmm. my god it was so good they have okay. the best smells they've done such a good job and none of them are so strong that i can't tolerate them like i have a pretty sensitive nose and yeah. I, same like i can't even walk past bath and body work it's too strong for me but this is like you can tone it down if it's too strong you can turn it up if it's not strong enough like infinite flexibility incredible product cannot recommend them enough that's awesome yeah i yeah i just have diffusers but there is one halloween candle i don't know the scent off the top of my head but i keep it in my fall bin where i have all my decor and i took a lot of my stuff out and that whole bin smells mm. like the candle. It is so Yum. strong. <laughs> oh, I love it though. I don't even light the candle. I mean, I maybe I will, <laughs> but I do it not. It's infusing candle. into all the things, and now they're all air fresheners. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Because I had like garlands. Uh, a friend of mine gave me, and they're like fall leaves garlands from like Michaels and. Uh, I took it out of the box. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so strong. I mean, to air them out. <laughs> yeah, they they had to air out. Like, That's funny. Oh, it was so strong. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I what reminds me of fall? It's more just like treats, like Rice Krispies, marshmallows. 
pumpkin obviously but i do i'm not a pumpkin girly like i'm i could do pumpkin pie like a tiny slice but i'm not a pumpkin spice latte i'm none of those things i'm a cinnamon girly but i'm not okay. a pumpkin girly. Yes. Yeah. so as soon as it starts to get like there's a feeling right like there's a feeling of fall mm -hmm. and it's like that little bit of crisp in yeah. the air that i'm like ooh, it's happening like i'm so excited <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's here. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's fall. And then I'll like break out the chai and I'm like having chai like every day, which is so bad for you because it's full of sugar. Oh no. So good. I love it. I love it. I drink chai all the time in the fall and the winter. Um, I've found a couple that don't have a ton of sugar and they were okay. They were like the little K cup pods. Yeah. I could toss them in like my Keurig. I need to order them again because I'm out. <laughs> I drank them all last year. I wonder why. <laughs> love, love, love some chai. I love cinnamon. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I put cinnamon on everything that allows for cinnamon. Like, yeah. I put it in my cereal. I love it. Yeah, yeah so good. Awesome. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, so there's something about that crisp air and the leaves and just yeah there is a smell for sure the smell of fall but yeah. i don't know I, I as i'm getting older like i'm not gravitating towards sweets as much but i think it's mm -hmm. just like just that cinnamony smell yeah so and apples too yeah like yeah apples oh, mm, that smells so good i love mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. so as an adult what are some of your favorite traditions that you've held on to or do you have That's any um, as a kid, I would carve pumpkins with my mom. And it's funny because I think the year my partner and I got together, we carved pumpkins and going to the pumpkin patch is kind of our thing. Uh, I don't think, we, I think that was like the only year we carved pumpkins. We might've car carved pumpkins like another time, but, uh, I just love going to the pumpkin patch. Oh, and yeah, as a kid, I'd go to the pumpkin patch, too, now that I think about it. Uh, my my cousin's cousin owned, like, a pumpkin patch. Mm -hmm. And every fall, we would go and pick out pumpkins. And oh, then my, my dad would, um, my mom would get those little tiny pumpkins at the grocery store, and he yeah. would draw little faces on it with Sharpie. Oh, cute. So that was always a thing. And actually, since I've moved here... I've kind of fallen out of dressing up. I have like a dinosaur onesie that is just like my go-to or I have just like really cute Halloween outfits that I save for spooky season. And I wear them like September to October. Like I take full yeah. advantage of fall. Of course, of course. yeah. <laughs> Even if you know, not, not necessarily like spooky, but if I have like a pumpkin something, I'll wear it in November. Yeah. But yeah i i take full advantage and then ever since i moved to utah like i now have a group of friends i do things with so last year we went to a corn maze Ooh, fun and that was <laughs> that was quite the adventure because it was so <laughs> muddy oh My no. shoes i was getting stuck in the mud we were a hot mess we were slipping oh, and sliding <laughs> and then the sun went down and we were like whole new level well, how do we get out of here so we're on our cell phones and we're running into, into people like do we go this way do we go that way oh it was a disaster but it was hilarious because we were like oh we'll go for the harder route that works no <laughs> it doesn't work 
No. So we're going to have to start a lot <laughs> earlier when we go again this year. But that's been a lot of fun. Like um, also petting zoos. Mm -hmm. That's that's really fun to do during fall. Since moving here, I love to drive up to the mountains during fall because the foliage and the leaves yes. it is a sight like you've never seen before. So if you're ever in Utah, there's plenty of mountain to explore yes. come during October. It's Lots of really great scenic routes. Absolutely sure. gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Great for photo ops. Um, great yes. to just get a, you know, some peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I can think of. How about you? I have a couple of things that I like to do. So right before Halloween, especially this year, we have, I think it's a full moon. I don't remember. Now I have to look because I'm questioning myself. It's a really interesting time of year for me because it's kind of different than the rest of the year. The rest of the year, like I'm pretty like go, go, go. I'm very extroverted. I like to be involved and like do things. I love to do things like in my community. In the fall, I kind of tend to turn inward a little bit and not, I'm not as like involved in my community as normal. I usually will do an event like either participating in or hosting something around the winter solstice just because it's such an important shift for me personally and i think that it's really beautiful to share those things with other people in your circle but yeah it's a full moon like right before halloween it usually there usually is one right close to that and so i do like full moon stuff which is like i'll take my crystals and i'll set them in the windowsill and i'll make like moon water and then i like to try to get together with a group of women around that time period Either that or like the fall equinox, which is coming up. That's, uh, I believe it's the 22nd of September. But um, I like to, somewhere in between those dates, I like to get together as a group with a group of women. Just because I think that anytime that we can come together in a group, there's so much love and like a new depth of healing that can take place when we're together. And... I love the idea of like tying it back to being like witchy for Halloween. So that's kind of fun. But the other things that I do is like I really spend a lot of time going over things that have gone that have happened over the last year. And I like the idea of this just because it's kind of leaning into that season, right? Because you have that time where you're you're insular a little bit and it prepares me for winter. And when winter hits, that's my season, you know, that's when our birthday is. And so winter is just kind of different for me. I like to, to really hibernate a little bit and spend a lot of time taking inventory of like, what did I learn this year? What kind of things um, do I want to target for next year? What kind of things do I need to make adjustments on? How can I, how can I change and shift things so that this next year is even better than the one before? And ever since I started doing that, it's just gotten exponentially better every year, which is really cool. And then also like on the Patreon, I always have some kind of something that we do. I've been uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do this year. I would love to do something in person, like an in-person gathering. But, you know, it just depends on what everybody's available to do because we do have people in different areas. So, you know, there's a little bit of a challenge there. We might just end up doing like a group thing. Last year we did like a group meditation where we were all together and we sat together and, and that's really beautiful too. So, you know, I'm just going to kind of feel into that space, but 
a lot of times I do like to create some kind of a group gathering just because I think that that's super helpful. So that's my favorite thing to do. I Like I mentioned before, I really love um, handing out candy. That's super fun for me. I love seeing little kids that are super excited about Halloween and just so in character <laughs> because they usually dress up as like something that they love and it's adorable. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I celebrate. I like to do things like that. I love that. That actually reminded me of something that I like to do as well, which is my bullet journal. Yes. I thrive during October and I feel like those are my most creative spreads out of the mm. entire year. That's like awesome. I I go full ham for I October. Love that. Like I color the pages black. I make haunted houses. Last year I did a spread of like a spooky tree on my I weekly spread. Too. It was so cool. And I feel like those are the spreads I'm most proud of every That's single year. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you just get to express a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. because you love the season so much. That's cool. Yep. I yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. We talked about a lot. We did. We covered a lot of things in this episode. And if you made it this far, we would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to leave a rating, it just helps other people find the podcast, share it with people. We would love to hear from you. You can send us an email or you can comment on any of the episodes and we'll recap those in our next recap. Last episode that we did when we were talking, you know, about the recap was a lot of fun and I enjoy hearing from people who are listening to this, even if it's just a quick comment, you know, there's been a couple of people who've reached out and said that they feel like they're just hanging out with us. And that's so great because that's exactly what we were going for. So I'm excited about that. I think it's fun. And if you have suggestions for like future episodes or guests or anything like that, we would love to hear, you know, what your ideas are. We do have a lot of ideas in the tank, but never opposed to hearing something new from somebody who's, you know, participating on the other side of this through listening. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, write into us at weirdlifestylepod at gmail.com. Like Sheena said, leave us a comment on the episodes. Um, if you're listening to an episode like a previous one, I'm sure you can leave a comment there and we'll catch mm -hmm. it. And yeah, let us know what your spooky traditions are for fall or, you know, October, Halloween, what you do to celebrate, what you do to get comfy and cozy and all yeah. the fall vibes. If you like to go shopping for your favorite Halloween decor, if you get a new mug, if you get a cozy blankie, if you, you know, get a Halloween costume every year, what do you dress up as? All the things, write in to us, yeah. let us know, and we'll share it in a future episode. Yeah, for sure. And if you would like to also interact with us more, we do have an Instagram page set up finally. <laughs> we, do, so we do! You can follow us on Instagram. It's Weird Lifestyle Pod, just like our email. And we'd love to hear from you there as well. Tag us in like your Halloween pictures. We'd love to see, you know, what your celebrations are. I think that that would be super fun. That's a great idea. Yeah, I love it. Please tag us. Yes, we would love to see. I think that's it for this episode. I'm so excited to hear everybody's feedback. I know this one, this month has been a little different than how we normally do things. We've had a lot of episodes this month. So <laughs> if you like this format, let us know so that we know you know, what we need to adapt and change. And I'm very, very excited for some of our coming episodes in November and December because we have a lot of really fun stuff to cover. We do. It's always a good time just recording these yeah. episodes. I'm over the moon. So. Yep. Always excited. <laughs> always. Always. So, yeah, we wish you a happy Halloween or happy 
whatever you celebrate for spooky season, for fall season, for all the things. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs>